pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. I'm very low down. Have you, have you seen what they've done with this chair? <laughs> they just had a very, very tall man in there. Did they? Yeah, I didn't see him leave. <laughs> <laughs> just saw his knees. He went out the window. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scanty. It's Anne, Anne's back. Hi. Back, back, back. How are you doing? Uh, good, I think I've caught up on the jet lag. I was a bit... Um, bit grumpy on Friday at Mariochi. You were, weren't you? I was a little bit sleepy. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I think I've caught up on all my sleep this weekend. Oh, I am ready to get back into this. Okay, good news. Did you have a nice time in Japan? It was the best time of my life, <laughs> quite literally, as probably you heard uh, in my uh, outside broadcasting. Had you been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, for the whole two weeks? Yes. Were you drinking in the arcade? No, they didn't have any booze there, but you could smoke there. There was a little smoking was section. You started smoking. <laughs> was that the first thing you did when you walked into yeah. the arcade? Go, where's the booze? No booze, just light up. Um, yeah, it, uh, it was very, very noisy in there. Um, and it was brilliant. Japan's amazing, isn't it? Is it is amazing. It's amazing. Should we all move over Let's there? Let's go. Good, so that'll be a regular feature, uh, Yeah, uh, you know, big in Japan. You'll have yeah. to go over there for next week to provide us some more things. They were excellent, thank you so much. Thank you. In many ways, you did save last week's show after... Uh, I did hear. I don't, did you? <laughs> yeah, I got back, I landed on Monday and I got back just in time to listen to the... Um, News section. <laughs> we forgot the news. Get the news. We forgot the news for the first time ever. Made me was, feel wanted. It was excellent. Uh, this is going to be a better show today, isn't it? Exactly. A better show. Exactly. Uh, not just because we're here, but we've got... Um, I was trying to work this out. Uh, I think this might be our third most famous guest. Third most famous. Third, third most famous. You don't get better than third. You can't. You can't get better than third, no. <laughs> uh, we had... Uh, probably Joe Cornish was our most famous. Yeah. yeah? yeah, mm-hmm. no, could, yeah. Then we had Ian Lee. Yes. Is he more famous than you? Yes, I'd say yes. Yeah, you, yes. You, you worked with him as well, oh, didn't for you? For a very long time, yeah, years ago on the 11 o'clock show. Very good friend of mine. Right, great, okay. great man. Big video game. I made a great documentary on video games. He did, yeah. He, he did. came on. And now you. Me. Now it's Ian Morris. <laughs> I was in the bronze medal position. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. We've been trying for ages to yeah. get you on. Yeah. Um, so I heard you on the QPR podcast, and I was like, okay, if, we, if, if he's doing podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> then let's get him on a radio show, was yeah. what I thought. Um, and then we sort of got in touch, and then uh, I, I tried to hi- I hijacked your uh, Reddit AMA. Yes. Said, can you come on the show? <laughs> and then, um, after we started chatting m- more recently, I, I emailed you, but I emailed a different Ian Morris, yeah. it turns out. Oh, really? So I'm slightly, slightly relieved to only find one of them here in the studio. Yeah. When that guy turned up? Before right. the show, did you think it was him? I was, I was, I, I was a little concerned. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. Me. It's great to be here. Uh, so, yeah, it's gonna be good, I think. Hope so. Good. Well, it better be worth coming back for. Let's see. Let's see whether you're properly rested, Anne, okay. uh, with your news. Uh, 
It's 7.04 on Monday the 23rd of November. I'm Anne Scanthbury and this is the news. Jade Raymond is working on an Assassin's Creed style game for EA. EA CFO Blake Jurgensen confirmed that they'll be stepping into the action game genre, saying, We recently hired Jade Raymond, who was behind Assassin's Creed franchise for Ubisoft, and she will be building an action genre for us through a studio we're building in Montreal right now. So a lot of excitement around the action genre. The former Ubisoft producer and Assassin's Creed co-creator joined EA earlier this year to found the new studio Motive. We're very excited to see which which kind of world she'll have us climbing up towers in this time? Cassie. Meow. They must like her, mustn't they? Yeah. She's building a whole genre. <laughs> Imagine. I don't know how to. Where, where do you start? <laughs> yeah, it's a blank sheet of paper, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, right, are we excited about this then? They're very excited. Okay, are we? Uh, mm. Does the world need more of that? Ian, what, have you played the, did you play the Assassin's Creed yeah, games? Yeah, I have, yeah. I gave up halfway through the piratey one, okay. I think. Where I was like, I don't know how many more haystacks I can jump into <laughs> and really care. You know the uh, the new one? We, we reviewed the new... Oh, yeah, the uh, London one, right? The London one on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago gave it 7 out of 10. Uh, because I was really excited about it. I was excited about the idea that I might be able to... Uh, get to my flat yeah, yeah, in yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed. Turns out the game world stopped just before yeah. that, just before that. And I was uh, I was telling someone about this the other day, and they said, "Oh no, you have to uh, you have to get to the Second World War flashbacks, uh, and that's about twenty five hours in, right. and then you'll get no, to go to your thanks. apartment." Twenty five hours yeah. to go home. I'm out. <laughs> So, uh, Anne, are you excited? Because you were a bit catty about that at the end, climbing um, sections. I seem to remember you quite liked yeah. the views in Assassin's Creed. Well, so these games are generally beautifully made. Um, I haven't played the London ones, but I imagine, you know, it must be lovely walking around nice places. That I mean, that old. is something we can do all the time. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe if it's something a bit more, I don't know, uh, different, creative. Do we know anything about it other than no. it's a new genre, entirely new genre, entirely it's made new by genre. Jade? They literally don't have any information. Because okay, but it's leading the news section. Yeah, because <laughs> news. <laughs> Mojang has teamed up with Code.org to make a version of Minecraft that helps kids learn to code. The hour-long project gets the player to use bits of code to complete tasks and get their character to do things like move, plant crops and build houses. Once you've finished, you can view the code for what you've made to see how your game uh, is made up of programming language. The game can be found at code.org slash MC. Let's C++ how HTM well this goes down with the kids. <laughs> strong, Thanks. strong. Two jokes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> They're all at it, aren't they? Uh, Doctor Who did this recently, teach your kids how to code. Uh, Minecraft. Has anybody tried these I as see, adults? I, I saw some screenshots of um, of it. It looks, it looks great. It looks like... Um, do you remember Logo? The, uh, the programming language when... We were younger, where you had to move that turtle, robot turtle, oh, and get it right. to draw around. Yes. Um, it looks like that, but for Minecraft, so with a sort of creeper dude, and right. you're directing him around. Or, or Are you going to fall else. for that, do you think, kids? Kids going to fall for that one? <laughs> I think, <laughs> honestly... It looks like you're making me learn. So you're trying to make me learn for a video game here. I'm going to fall Minecraft for that. Minecraft on anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 At the moment, so. You want me to eat vegetables? They've got Minecraft in them. <laughs> totally Brilliant. would get spaghetti shapes oh, with yeah. Minecraft heads yeah cube up a cube up a broccoli <laughs> sorted uh, what, so what can they learn in an hour and that will uh, help them in their lives uh, what help them in their lives well I guess it helps in just them an hour learn the mechanics of what goes on that, maybe it's more that stuff goes on and you can <laughs> like that people do that stuff and they okay. can Maybe just shift some bits around. The but. reason the reason I saw this um, this new story already it's not because I'm you know ahead of the game or because I've been doing any it's work because you're ahead a child. of the show. It's because I'm a child. It, no, it's because Kerry Turner uh, retweeted yeah. it into my timeline. Kerry Turner, of course, you're going to do her programming course yes, uh, in, uh, next uh, year, aren't you? And she was a guest on the show. She was maybe yeah. our sixth or seventh most <laughs> famous <laughs> most famous guest. Um, she said that actually uh, adults uh, learning through. Uh, uh, programs that are meant to teach children to code is a really, really good way of, of getting into it because they're made to be not intimidating, you know. Right. Uh, and it looked really, really fun to me. So, I mean, I would give it a shot, but you and I already know about arrays. Exactly. And things like that. You're on game number four exactly. now. Uh, so maybe, maybe you could have maybe a Maybe I'll crack. make the next Minecraft by accident. <laughs> 
looks like it's less black ops and more black ups. Activision has put its hands up and admitted it might have made some mistakes in how it handled the Call of Duty Black Ops 3 Nuketown map offer. The map was advertised as a pre-order bonus with only teeny tiny small print at the end of a trailer saying it was a game exclusive. This was complicated when Activision listed Amazon as a UK retailer involved with the offer on the official Call of Duty website. People who didn't buy through game were raging when they didn't get their maps. Activision changed the wording on the website and apologised for the confusion. Did it give them their maps though? No. Well, apparently if you got in touch, they would probably give you a map. If you're like, I can't believe this, I'm so angry. I don't understand what happened. It's just like, people get, it's it's all too confusing, I don't know whether it was too confusing or too boring. Well, but this is is modern video games though, isn't it? If you buy from Retailer X, you get skin Y. Mm. Have we got a Battlefront story in the news? No. Because I, I, I hear that that is the... The thing that people are getting annoyed at right now is the cost of the map packs and the season pass for Battlefront. It's, it's is... only, the season pass is only forty pounds, Steve. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only forty really? pounds. For How much pass? is your QPR season ticket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. People are getting annoyed about that sort of thing, but hey, it's Star Wars, isn't it? I, 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 mm. I may have been casting a critical eye over Star Star really? Wars Battlefronts for the review section really? coming okay, out well, later. Okay. Yeah. No spoilers then. No spoilers. Um, can I ask something? So these are both map-related things. Honestly, I'm, I've no idea what those two stories. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what happens if you get into the game and you can't get out? You don't have the map. <laughs> Are you just walking around in a circle in the middle of you the are, game, going, yes, uh, Activision, please, please, can you send me a map? I need to go home." Afro Samurai 2 developer Versus Evil has pulled the game from the Steam store and branded it a failure, giving refunds to anyone that brought the game. The game, which was also due for release on PS4 and Xbox One, gained universally negative reviews, with players criticising basically everything. Uh, Studio Boss said to CMG, The game was a failure. Across the board, we're pulling out an apology saying sorry about this one. Probably not a great day in the office, that one. This is the second time this has happened recently, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, they've apologised for that as well. Um... On PC, what game was that? Uh, it was Afro Samurai Two, a sequel. St- but to Afro Samurai that's, One. That's uh, v- uh, given that Steam recently introduced its ref- uh, re- refunds policy. Was there any need to do this? Mm. I d- yeah, I don't know. Well, here's I think why they're doing it. The cheaper games are to develop, and they are getting cheaper to make these days because tools are getting better. And the more money that people put proportionally from their budgets into marketing spend the more valuable it comes after the game to say, yeah, we're really sorry about that, we take it all back and preserve your reputation after, right. after the, the fact because, you know, the cost of the game can be written off but the damage to your reputation can be uh, permanent. There's a lesson for us all there, Anne. <laughs> Sometimes it is best to just say sorry and move on. Ian, and we are sorry. You had a meeting before the show with somebody who's been playing Arkham Knight. Were they, yeah. were they having any problems with it? No, they loved it. Did they? Did. Well, he was trying. He was actively trying to uh, get three stars okay. on one of the things, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> no but idea. he seemed to be actually. What he did say is, I said, I don't really like those games. I like you know Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. I like the, the choice of the world. I get more choice what to do with it. And uh, my friend Sam said to me, he said, "That's the thing. Is what I like is being told what to do." <laughs> Even my video games. He's like, it's just he's like, there's too much choice right. in the world. Well, I need a little bit of that choice narrowing down. I, I have to say, I, I'm, I'm with Sam on that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, the older that you get, the, the more, uh, <laughs> the, the, the less time you have. Yes, uh, that's true. So, you know, get, getting from A to B and knowing that you can see it all. all Except that. your favourite game of recent times is GTA. GTA, GTA yeah, no, yeah. But you just did what you were told throughout. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Football Manager players are getting very angry about the frailty of the human body. With the release of Football Manager 2016 has come the annual criticism that there are too many injuries in the game. But this time Sports Interactive's Marl Jacobson has hit back at the haters by responding with proof that the game only has 70% of the injuries in of real-life football. He then went on not to say but probably to think that we're all just sacks of flesh and bone, that our bodies are weak, that we'll all end up dead anyway, so maybe just shut up and appreciate that Football Manager exists and that you have breath in your lungs. Dummies. Did he say that? No, but he probably thought. But it. you're good friends with Miles, yeah, so exactly. you can do. You yeah, I've got an insight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's doing well, isn't it? Football Manager again shows no sign of slowing down, as far as I can see. Sort of. Uh, I was looking at looking at it on Steam Spy today. Three hundred thousand owners, they reckon. Three hundred thousand. Perfect <laughs> business model, isn't it? Because they just get to make a slightly improved version every year, but time. everyone needs the stats. They've. <laughs> um, 
uh, they're doing something quite interesting with it at the moment. They're, they've made a, um, a touch version that uh, acts as a sort of companion to it, mm. comes as part of the full suite of Football Manager software. Um, yeah, you know, even I, it's not not uh, not not played a football managing game for years. I was tempted by uh, by all of this. We, yeah. I, I've played the mobile version. I, the simplified version is right. much more uh, <laughs> achievable for me. Everything is just overwhelming in in this version. But yeah. as long as they keep that audience. Um, Forever, as long as none of them die, you know, they're, they're fine. That's my plan for my retirement. Is it football manager? Football manager yeah, because I used to play it a lot when I was at university. Yeah. I had basically life's got in the way. But mm. I reckon retirement, that's it. Forget the allotment. I'll be so, there. What I like about uh, what some people do with football managers, they set themselves challenges that don't necessarily uh, exist in the game. And um, somebody I knew, because uh, if you play a certain number of seasons, the uh, database runs out of real players. So it starts mixing players together. And so trying to get a team of all the same surname and sort of <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, the, it's the sort of in this uh, football manager universe is the... The premise that they're actually interbreeding yeah, the, the players. Exactly, yeah. You That's know, adorable. So, kind of a party, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Is that it, Anne? That's it. Thank you. One life left video game news with Anne listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, this is One Life Left, a video game radio show. We play chip tune music. This is Clam and Phoenix. It's from chipmusic.org. You can visit there and download it and many other chip tunes as well. What do you think of this one, Simon? It's pretty good. They're One Life Left uh, regular, aren't they, Clam? Clam. Yeah, Clam. I think Clam even follows us on Twitter. Mm. Did you see oh, that Clam. tweet we got from uh, No Lives Left? Pod. I did see that. Trying to goad us. I, I was. I. I've come close t- twice to replying with mm. a sniffy tweet, going, "At least we can spell your. Spell your. Yeah. Exactly. Good. <laughs> yeah, but, but I haven't. But I didn't either. No, either no, good. Have you had a look at their follow account? No. It's quite big. Is it? So maybe it become best friends with them. Okay. Steal mm. all of their listeners. Right. Did you? Did you do a? Uh, are those followers real? Check on them. Oh, no, I didn't. Either. No due diligence. Just always exactly. better just, before you just advertise them. It's not how many followers you've got, it's how good they are. And all of ours are the best. Exactly. The best people. Uh, yeah, so we've got some video game features coming up later in the show. We won't have any more of uh, Big in Japan, because Japan is over here. Um, big in London. Big in London. We could, could do that. Yeah. Oh, we've got some letters, and we'll have some reviews loads coming up later in the show. We know what Simon's going to be reviewing. I've got loads of things to review this week, because I've got good. my iPad back, finally. Right. Um, so that's going to be exciting. But now it's the interview section. Ian, hello. I was, uh, I was doing. I very, we very. You may have noticed we're uh, quite unprepared, but I was doing a little bit of preparation okay. for you. So I looked at your Wikipedia page right. earlier. When was the last time you you, you checked it out? I do you ne- not? maybe never. I, I mean, I I often try and check mine out, but uh, it, <laughs> it got removed because I wasn't notable enough. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I, you, you sort of see people talking about it. Yeah, I don't think it's notable. I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> um, Didn't know that could happen. Now I'm worried. Yeah, well, I, I was going to. I wasn't sure whether to bring this up, but on your talk page, there's been one amendment, and um, I think briefly, according to Wikipedia, you were dead. Yeah, yeah. Did that happen? Well, I didn't die, but it was a sort of... It's a long... It's quite a long story, but basically, I, I think I pretty much know who did that, and they were quite a sort of fucking like vicious... Really? Yeah, it was a bit of a, what a falling out, but something a vicious comedian kind of turned on me, I think. Said you were dead. Yeah, also, the best thing about it was... Uh, 
The only person I know who read that and thought I might be dead was Carl Pilkington. Okay. And and the only reason he found I wasn't dead is because I bumped into him outside John Lewis <laughs> on Oxford Street. <laughs> and he was literally like... Right. Pointing at me with that kind of gormless Carl Pilkington face, and I was like, "What? Sorry, what?" <laughs> and he, he literally looked like he'd seen a ghost, right? And he, but but he'd left it at that. He'd got it off Wikipedia and gone, just sort of gone, "Oh, Ian's dead," and just sort of shrugged. Yeah, and, that's and it. Carried on. Yeah. The right, weird right. thing for me is that he might check your page every day just to check whether you're still alive. But that was it. I was like, I didn't even know. I didn't. I didn't you know, then I sort of you know find out that it took me a while to find out that actually I was dead. So right. Well, I, I mean, welcome back. Maybe, maybe the one I was emailing's dead. That's why I've not <laughs> heard from him. The, the other thing about your Wikipedia page, you've got a paragraph uh, which um, I think is one of the best paragraphs I've like because it, it's it's so it, it just states this as if it's the sort of thing that would happen. It says, um, so it, you know, it talks about the stuff that you've done. Da, 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 da. In May 2003, whilst wrestling with Ricky Gervais in his front room, Morris caused a back injury, injury to Gervais, who consequently mentioned the events leading up to the injury and the pain he was suffering on his XFM radio show. Okay, so this is one of that's maybe a I don't know, maybe a tenth of the total yeah. text on your Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, it says, um, Gervais' girlfriend was videotaping the incident, <laughs> yes. but to date, no copy of this footage has emerged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where is it? Where's the footage? Well, it's like there's a pruder footage. It's so, it's worth so much money that I can't really, you know, the sort of the family trust keeps it, uh, the Fallon family trust. Right. Um, yeah, no, that was, you know, I mean, look. Just, you know, whilst well, wrestling like, with Gervais. Well, it's like one of those things, isn't it? I think you read a lot of stories these days in the newspapers and, and online and stuff, and it says like, oh, you know, man has... 12 wives and all of them only have one leg and, you know, and or um, you know man leaps out window and breaks all his bones and basically the thing is these days I think that most stories should have a brackets after them as to where they're from and that's like it's like man has 12 wives all have one leg brackets it's in China there's 2 billion <laughs> yeah. of them right. you know really it's like monkeys and Shakespeare anything could be happening yeah. you know all like you know man jumps out window and breaks all his bones brackets he was on drugs you know that's, I think mean, this one basically should have the brackets alcohol was right, involved okay. it's like sort of that's the missing bit that wikipedia hasn't put down there so it's, you know it wasn't like oh okay let's, <laughs> we're gonna have a wrestling match and chain's gonna no, video it just gonna video it. who won oh i won no, i mean he's he's back yeah <laughs> he genuinely i think actually what happened after that i think it was just after that it was almost the best thing that ever happened to me it was because we were constantly sort of joking about who was stronger me or him and uh, <laughs> and then that's when he decided to do that boxing match he's like okay yeah yeah Bovey. and when he phoned up and told me it was almost like having Christmas every day for the next sort of 10 weeks while he was training because it was really miserable for him and he really hated it and then he had to get in a boxing ring with cameras and he got beaten up and he somehow won Turner's husband I know I imagine I, just, I, think about, I think about sometimes it's Anthea Turner's husband ex-husband now her husband okay. basically look back and sometimes go I fight <laughs> I feel like fight. maybe I it's a weird thing because Ricky was quite quite famous but he wasn't quite as yeah. famous as he was did I fight I feel like before, <laughs> I can't have done because that would be mental yeah. that Ricky Gervais who presents the you know, Golden Globes decide to fight me in a boxing <laughs> ring you're listening to One Life Left we're a radio show about Not video games exactly <laughs> the other thing that struck me uh, was yes. it's five years since the in-between has finished on TV yeah I know tell me about it yeah wow what have I been doing what have you been doing I've been playing a lot of FIFA 15, okay I'll tell you that much right FIFA 15 I'm up to season 2024 now okay right. my wife is genuinely about to hide the Playstation and I can't even like every player I've ever heard of has retired right. so now it's just like well, I wonder if Gomez De Costa is available. He looks pretty good. It's just like when it starts making up names again. QPR, by the way, you'll be pleased to hear, have won the Champions League twice. Excellent. How many yeah. managers have they had, though? I just, well, me, I, I went and I, I started there, then I came back. Okay. So, uh, Is Uncle Tony still in charge? No, it's just, it's just me. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in charge of them. I play the management right. bits, you know, okay. of, of uh, FIFA. Uh, I was reading an interview with you um, uh, in The Guardian where you talked about your, uh, your early life, how the idea for the in-betweeners came about. Yeah. And um, you said the sort of where you were sharing a flat. Um, yeah, with Damon. Yeah, and how it almost didn't How You just sat around playing PlayStation for we the first time. We played a lot of PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, more than that, for about two years, we solidly played PlayStation, played music to each other, and ate takeaway and, ate, and drank red wine. We both basically become, we've recently become singlers, I think of it, as opposed to getting dumped. And uh, we both live with our respective partners at the time, so we moved into a flat together. And we were like, this is going to be a baby central. <laughs> and in fact, what it was, was pro-evolution soccer central <laughs> and deliverance takeaway central. Um, and then, we, yeah, we just used to talk about, I mean, you know, when you're playing, it was, I just stopped, basically, I worked out that I got too stressed playing Damon, because if we played ten times... We draw like five, 
he beat me four times and then I, maybe I'd win once and it just and it always repeated itself and it got to the stage where he would score regularly in the last five minutes of the game right. and he'd start going well here it comes it's coming now here it comes and I'd be like no and then it became like a self-fulfilling prophecy and I'd be so stressed going to bed that I couldn't like half an hour before I went to bed I had to stop playing Damon but um, I guess I had the last laugh because now he plays FIFA online okay. whereas I don't play online at all because that just I can't the idea of getting beaten by he some southern European teenager just I mean but you've, terrifying you've, uh, so you've moved from Pez to FIFA yeah, and also, I mean, by the way, it's about Pez. We, if, if you want to, if you, everyone watches back the in between us, the amount of references, like we are desperate to get freebies. We're literally like, <laughs> if we mention Pez, I mean, so, I mean, they just don't talk about anything else about Pez, right. pretty much. Yeah. And then I think in the, maybe the second film we mentioned FIFA because like, well, right, <laughs> well, if you're not going to notice us, then in that case, we're going to start mentioning FIFA. So but, like, I mean, literally, there's one scene where Neil is just playing it, and there's a shot of Pez for about. I mean, 30 seconds. Like half the scene is basically it's in there. Right. We're like, come on, guys. Come on, make us beg. That and Nando is the two things we basically <laughs> begged for throughout the in-betweens that had no no impact at all. Dreadful. I know, terrible, isn't it? But it's one of those things you think, well, we're going to mention a video game. Why don't we mention the game that we love, that we keep playing? Yeah. Maybe they'll give us something. Oh, they didn't notice. Maybe we should mention it in the next series. Okay, all right, I haven't mentioned it. Keep going, keep going. It's, it's funny, though, because games are, games on TV are treated so differently to film and music that um, that actually, in if you had sort of magazine Show, like Ian Lee's uh, Thumb Bandits. Yeah, Thumb Bandits. Um, yeah. They, they, they are so protective about not wanting to promote stuff that, you know, often you're, you're not even allowed to name stuff or the format it's on or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, if you're writing a sitcom, you can just shove as oh, much yeah. as you want in. No, it's great because it was, I think the people that at Channel 4 didn't really play video games, they didn't really clog what we were doing <laughs> and they didn't really eat at Nando's. So between the two, we're like, <laughs> we just keep. And to be fair as well, actually, we really like roller coasters, so that was why we wrote an episode at Thought Park. I, mean, I wish I could claim some sort of artistic drive behind everything we did, but the truth is we're like, what do we like? We like this. Maybe they'll let us do this. And to be fair, at Thought Park, we did get to ride the rides. Did you? Excellent. Do yeah. you, uh, you live in LA now? I live mostly in Los Angeles the past year, yeah. My wife's American. So. Have you been playing GTA Five and it's, it's yeah, creation it's, of... And weirdly enough, it stops just before my house. <laughs> and yeah. I was really excited. Go the Second World War flashback. I was like, oh, well, I drive this... Oh, okay. oh no, but no, I did. I played it. I played it over here actually when I was here for a while, and then since I've been over there, I've started picking it up a little bit again. But yeah, it's um, it's kind of. I just think it's a work of art that game. Not as much as Red Dead Redemption, but I think it is mm. spectacular. And that opening scene with Trevor is just so funny. Like it's exactly all the criticisms that people had of the game in you know what a minute and a half, a two minute cut sequence of just like you know the violence, the sex, yeah, the yeah, swearing. Yeah. The, it's so funny and so brilliant. I thought I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I, I felt I felt uh, um, there are moments where he, he becomes a bit uncomfortable, but towards yeah. like but then you actually fall in love with Trevor a little oh, bit. Incredible. I think people t- people have said that actually um, he's the most honest character in that game because there's yeah. just no like you know what you yeah. know what his motivation is. And again, it's that thing of just like it's it's, it's being honest with yourself as a games player I think and thinking you know sometimes I do just want to run around on a rampage and shoot people I do and I want to get cars and run people over and I want to be like Trevor and that is that's what they did so cleverly with that character I think is they were like well here it is if you want it you don't have to do yeah, it but yeah. if you want to do it yeah. um, you know here's something you can embrace so no I do I love I mean I, I've liked I felt GTA 4 was just too depressing it and face yeah, yeah and, and even you know, I remember playing GTA 3 San Andreas and me excited but then there's a point where I was you know, cycling a bike exactly, around downtown yeah. LA, and I was like, "This is much worse than my actual life." Like, it's like <laughs> I'm so on a bike, I'm getting nagged by my girlfriend. I haven't been to the gym yet. I'm like, "This is much more stressful than my actual life." So, I think what they got right with GTA Five again was going back to that kind of just like the first one, the Vice City one, where it's just kind of well, the, right. you know, Vice City, where it's kind because it's bright and fun, bright and, and fun, and, and just, it's enjoyable, yeah. like a video game yeah, yeah, yeah. should be. I yeah. couldn't enjoy it because I'm I was really really bad at driving around. Oh, good news! I literally just got a text from my driving instructor. I booked my first driving lesson. Whoa, so congratulations! Hopefully, I'll go, like that's outside of it, like that's in real life, but hopefully yeah. that will have knock on effects on it my. Sounds like I we could it, do an investigative feature. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth. It's worth trying. I don't think. It, I mean, maybe you'll get really good at, uh, you know, sort of. I don't know. I don't even know what game you'd get you don't good have at. to parallel Gran Turismo. Yeah. Oh yeah. The driving tests in Gran Turismo. Mm, yeah, yeah. But don't do a feature on that. Okay. It's boring. Well, well no, but GTA. But I hope, it'd be interesting if it does work. I suspect it definitely will. <laughs> probably won't. <laughs> but let's test this. Yeah, I mean, you know. What was it about Red Dead that um, appealed to you so much? I just thought that was a work of art. Like I think I just you know. Any game where you can pick herbs for an hour and not realise an, uh, an hour's gone by. I was like, have I been picking herbs for an hour? 
And then, you know, and just also the sort of storylines are great. I thought the characters were brilliant. I thought the guns, the way they worked, was so brilliant. Like, they're nothing so powerful you could, you know, really just get through it. And also, there's one of the sort of uh, mission things, side mission things, where, and this is pretty grim, but basically I was doing okay. And I'm quite bad at video games, I should point out. Like, like I think my wife thought I was really good because I spent a lot of time doing it, but then she watched me play Red Dead and she's like, why do you keep walking <laughs> to that door? I mean, don't, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But, um, and the, and the, basically, the guy's holding the farmer's daughter's hostage, I think, and basically, when you turn around the corner, she gets shot in the head. I was like, oh, I, uh, is she going <laughs> to... Nope, that's, that's done, is it? <laughs> that's, uh, oh dear, I feel pretty... Pretty bad about that bit of sad music, but it just and it was things like that. Everything about it, I think, it was so vast and so brilliant, and so interesting. And I did genuinely thought by any sort of, well, not any definition, but lots of definitions, I felt it was a work of art. That game. Mm. There um, are rumours that that's what they're doing next. That's what I Rockstar really hope yeah. they are. I've played actually. I've, I've completed that game. I played it through three times. Wow. wow, which is probably too many times, but it was each time was brilliant. Given your uh, interest in video games, have you ever been approached to, to do any work within no. them? No, no literally so never. No, a friend of mine, a friend of my wife, actually does PR for this huge video game that I should know the name of that I don't. <laughs> it's like the on, big online thing in Korea. Um, League of Legends. Yeah, League of Legends. Yeah, so League of Legends. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you should come and meet the guys and talk about that. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm, you know, gun for hire, I guess. So, But yeah, no, no, not really, no. I mean, I'd like, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, the one game... I really wanted to, to write that I didn't write that I definitely would have made not as bad was L.A. Noir. Oh, which yeah. is just like so this is such a, promise, but such promise, and just, so beautiful, and then just wow, what a boring no, game but, that was. No, but that game you could tell by people's facial expressions. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, right, is he lying or is he having a stroke? <laughs> it was like, it was just like, I mean, stop, stop flicking your eyes, stop flicking, <laughs> exactly, your, eyes. Yeah. Stop flicking your eyes. Why is your eyes flicking so much? I don't know what that means. And it was just like question, question became like really aggressive. Like, well, I didn't mean that. Yeah, no, it was, that was a terrible game. I thought, but uh, no, no one's ever approached me, and probably for the best. I think uh, I don't know. Sure, the in betweeners would lend itself to <laughs> directly to anything that that would work. But I did. I mean, yeah, that game. That, yeah, that game I played a lot as a kid. Well, not a kid, I was a fully grown man. Uh, but a little while ago, was Shen Mui that I thought I'd love. So Shen Mui and La Noire were the two biggest disappointments yeah. of my life. If I could have rewritten them, I don't, you know, they're the two games I'd like to go. I think I could do a better job of this. But um, yeah, Shemmy and Eleanor are the two games I was so excited about and then so disappointed by. Why, why do you think it is that uh, games struggle to be so. Um, it's because what I liked about the, the in between is, although I didn't realise that there was motivation behind it, was just sort of how naturally <laughs> it was that people talked about video no, games that was, they liked. I mean, but um, yeah. you sort of re- you rarely see that. Uh, uh, is, is that because writers are not of the age where they've grown up with video games, or is it because TV doesn't know what to do with them still? Or I don't know really. I think it's, I guess for us it felt very natural to put a game in or to have them playing games with these stuff because it felt like that would be part of your life at that age so I guess it is a bit of that I mean I don't know does it I mean is it that that funny or interesting in a sitcom to have someone playing a video game I don't know it has to kind of Space did it well didn't it, yeah, when, it did, they yeah. were, when they were just killing Lara Croft yeah. and stuff like that yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's weird because video games are often kind of a tunnel activity it's just a relationship yeah. between you and the TV yeah. in total silence it's a very special type of video game that you can play socially where all of the dialogue just isn't about the video game going, oh, you go left, yeah. I go right. Uh, I think I was talking about N++, um, uh, maybe Probably. last week's show. Let's Probably just say do you that were. a lot. Yeah. But the thing about N++ is it becomes a kind of background metronome to the dialogue in the room because you're just dying all of the time right. and it's going on and on and on and on. And eventually you both know what you're going to, what you have to do. And so then you can start chatting and it becomes like a normal sort of, oh yeah, you're just being social in the room. Whereas if you play something like Smash Brothers, it's just it's all about the game which I guess is not great material mm. for for I don't know right. yeah. that sort of tailed off but I think I was strong at the start I did, uh, yeah, I did. yeah. Like, it all went that way <laughs> you cut that out. great so what are, you, what are you working on at the moment Ian oh you know this and that. I'm doing a few uh, sort of trying to write another film uh, with Damon because uh, it has been let's face it two years since the last one and trying to write a comedy drama because uh might be getting a bit old to be writing the same sort of jokes in the all time, but you know, maybe not. Um, so that's it, yeah, doing a bit of that and then just trying to 
trying to do some things. Great. It's not very exciting. None of it's, no, also, I'm terribly superstitious, so I always feel like if I say yeah, what I'm doing, okay. it'll never happen. Why don't you also, say... I'm not very good at my job, so it might never happen. So why don't you just tell us the sort of things that you want for free at the moment, and then we can see if we can spot them later down the line. <laughs> what do I want for free? I'd really like another controller for my PS4. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> that may at least make it look like I sometimes play FIFA with other people. <laughs> Um, that is pretty much it, to be honest. It's uh, yeah, no, you can you can check out. I can yeah, two or three years down the line, there'll definitely be some. Uh, I think. I mean, I I do like Star Wars Battlefront. I, what I can't. Here's my problem, right? Really, is I can't play first person games. Right. I tried with Call of Duty five years ago. I ended up. I was actually, to be fair, it was a very, very accurate representation of what I'd be like in a war, in that I was at the back, the firing started, I shot in the ceiling, and then I was dead. And that yeah. happened again and again and again. I was like, well, it's just like me, a coward, can't work a gun, dead. So that's a lot of games I really like the look of have gone gone away from me. So Battlefront, I think that's first person, isn't it? And uh, you can play third as well. Okay. How else would you see Han Solo's back? Mm, this is true. awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean. Darth Vader's cape, right? I mean. And, uh, and then Fallout 4 looks like it's first person as well, right? I think you can switch to third as well. Oh, right. Well, well, this is... You've got no excuses. But it can't be... Sorry. But it can't be like Skyrim. Skyrim, I found, is a little too close. Yeah, yeah. Like a little bit. I, I think Fallout 4 is like Skyrim, but ugly and. I mean, Skyrim yeah, was depressing. your favourite thing to put herbs in, right? Yeah, exactly. That was what yeah. you did. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Ian. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Storm Bulbasaur is causing havoc all across the video game world, with some houses losing power. If you recall, the Met Office started naming their storms after Pokemon to help with recognition. They were going to name them after residents from the Mushroom Kingdom, but no one could actually think of a character that began with the letter A. Someone did suggest Admiral Bobbery, but they weren't sure if his naval rank counted as his name. If you recall, the previous storm, Abra, caused a high amount of fog to occur around Metropolis. Lex Luthor took advantage of the fog and how it caused buildings to pop up out of nowhere to give Superman a fiendish maze to solve. That pretty much involved flying through red rings. He was always a strange one, that Lex Luthor. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Thank you so much for your letters this week. Uh, we've got a few, so we're going to crack straight on with them. Cameron Davis writes, Dear Team, OLL and Super Special Guest, Good day. While I was at PAX Australia recently, I was impressed by the plethora of board games that everyone was enjoying in the tabletop gaming area. Board games and role-playing games as far as the eye can see. And it was lovely how you can walk up to, a get to games in progress and join in to learn a new game and make new friends. My question is, with the advent of board games based on XCOM and Civilization, etc., What's a video game you would love to see turn into a board game? I'd love to play a crackdown board game where you collect orbs every term. Or a chime board game, he says, Steve, where you rearrange blocks while soothing music plays on the radio. Love the show, Cameron. That does sound nice. Does I sound mean. nice. Uh, okay, if you want to make it, Cameron, maybe we can license it to you. Board games based on... Uh... Uh, immediately, I want to play Hoplite as a board game. Okay. Hoplite is my favourite um, cell phone waste of time. It's a brilliant turn-based roguelike. Uh, but single-player, I think a two-player Hoplite board game would be brilliant. Uh, video game to board game. Yep. Hmm, tricky. I think probably, can I say Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> <laughs> can I wander around on a real, like a pretending got pretend horse? Yeah. Probably so, yeah. a bit complicated. And anything no, to add? No, no. no, okay. <laughs> okay. Steve. <laughs> Hi, team and super special guest writes Toodle Pip. No, writes, writes Feeling Bouncy. Signed it off, Toodle Pip, and then Feeling Bouncy. Okay. And it's confusing. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. There's two things I love about Sonic 2 on the Master System. Firstly, it's a completely different game to the Mega Drive version, different acts and zones. Secondly, it had two endings, spoiler alert. The bad ending had Sonic running along a landscape as day quickly faded into night while the credits displayed. At the end, Sonic came to a screeching halt, then looked up into the inky black sky in which a constellation of stars formed the ghostly image of Tails. This had the young child version of me in tears. 
Conversely, the good version had both Sonic and the rescued Tails running along, and the last scene saw them look up to find an image of the pair of them in the sky. I took this to mean their friendship was eternal, but maybe they were dead all along. What? Anyway, question. Do you remember any of the games from your childhood having strong emotional impact? Love the show. Keep it great work. To- Toodle Pip, Feeling Bouncy. Maybe it, maybe um, the correspondent's name is Toodle Pip, and Feeling Bouncy really is just what they were doing. Well, actually, looking closer, he's not said Toodle Pip. He's, yeah, it's fancy, he's written yeah. Toddle Pip. Oh. Toddle Pip as one word. So, feeling bouncy. I mean, he's got his proper name at the top of the thing, but I don't think we should read that out because I guess that's, you know, he's signed it, Feeling Bouncy. Right. I don't know. Anyway. Games when we were younger that have to no. move. No. None. <laughs> None. So Singstar Take That never moved you. <laughs> that wasn't as a child, though. Well, it was when you, you were younger. Barely a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess. Well, it moved me uh, when I was ill that one time. <laughs> okay. Uh, strong emotional impact yeah, when you're a child. Know. I mean, all the games I was playing as a child were all in black and white and had no sound, so mm. difficult to... Uh, Did any like games scare emotions. you? So, for example, like Hunt the Wampus. It's pretty scary. I had to behold those first-person games where you move flick screen and then you should, you know, you could suddenly find yourself turning yeah, left. Like 3D and monster, monster maze. 3D monster maze. Or or even, I mean, Doom counts. I was a child when Doom came out. So. Oh, bless you. Oh, right. We shouldn't have been playing it. <laughs> Legal. <laughs> Ian. Uh, I just, I remember, this is probably just to do with hangovers, but I remember being weirdly moved by Toe Jam and Earl. Right. I don't know when that's like, probably quite unlikely, isn't it? But I do remember sort of sitting there probably pretty hungover in the sort of early 90s being a bit like, I think I'm going to cry at Toe Jam and Earl. <laughs> Maybe I need to get some sleep. <laughs> Anne, you've got a letter. Yeah, uh, dear team OLL and super special guests. Also, welcome back, Anne. Uh, today is the day that I was first made aware of the cats in Monster Hunter. I've never played a Monster Hunter game, and those that I know that do play the game have never mentioned the super cuteness that is the feline. Thank you, Capcom Japan Christmas Marketing. Now that I know that these fur faces exist, I will definitely add Monster Hunter to my list of games that I hope to play soon. I was wondering if there's a game that you've ever dragged your heels to play only to uh, only to play it and discover that something so brilliant, fun, compelling or cute that had you known that the game contained that item, thing or character, you would have played it ages ago. All the very best, Kate. Mm, something that we missed out on until we played it and then we were like... Why didn't I play this yeah, before? I was gonna, uh, by the way, though, don't be fooled by the cats in Monster Hunter. It's still really? a terrible game. Is it? Okay. Um, What's it? I, it's, I mean, it's clearly not terrible, but I just can't get into it at all. Cats or no cats? Hmm. This is a tough question. Let's say no. No, no, yeah, no. That's never happened to Yeah, me, never happened. What are you talking about? It's ridiculous. <laughs> never happened. Ian, you've got a letter. Yes, yeah, got a letter. Uh, it says, uh, it's from... Tony Goland. Hi team and super special guest. Oh, thank you. Loving your work. Okay. I am making a platform game where the player controls two characters at the same time through a non-linear series of 100 tricky levels. Because you use the same controls of both characters, if one goes left, so will the other. If one jumps, so will the other. At the same time, every obstacle and hazard in the level is colour-coordinated colour coordinated to only affect one or other of the characters, so concentration and awareness are key. Such respected former guests as Mike Bithell and James Parker are fans of it, and Simon Byron once said, it's tremendous. It's called Binaries. The website is www.playbinaries.com and it's on Steam Greenlight now. Anyway, that Star Wars Battlefront season pass is a bit steep, isn't it? <laughs> Cheers, Tony. It is, it is a tremendous game. I recommend you go I play saw it. a screenshot of this on Twitter the other day. I thought it looked gorgeous. Uh, so, yeah, I really, really want to play it. I think it could be the next Progress, hmm. uh, which is doing quite well at the moment. And if you want our voice acting services, Tony, uh, get in touch. <laughs> Robert Wells emails, hello team, super special guest. I'm totally addicted to Neko Atsume, cat collector. It's barely a game. You put some toys out and some food and then randomly cats will come and play when you open the app. I don't know why, but it's utterly compelling. What game makes you ask, why am I playing this? Pip Pip Roberts. Um, that game, our caretaker, uh, Ben, uh, messaged me today to say, are you playing this game? I think you will really love it. And that description sounds perfect. Oh, is that... Ah! <laughs> That's it, is it? I think I have it on my phone already. But look, there aren't any cats. There are no cats. <laughs> the cat is dead. Look, I, I bought them a little tunnel to play with and there's a red ball. I put some food out for them, but no cats. 
have free. How do you get? Why am I playing this? What happens next? You're doing a radio show. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're playing it. Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. Um, I felt like that at the end of 110 hours in Final Fantasy Tactics. Exactly like that. Why did I play this? What a waste of time. Um, yeah, but he's having a lovely time doing it. Did you have a lovely yeah, time? Yeah, not in Final Fantasy Tactics. I was miserable throughout, but it was a you know, difficult part of my life. Thank you very much for your letters this week. Uh, must apologise for the typo on the tweet. Uh, we said that one of the letters would win a game of your choice. Uh, we put an accidental uh, Y in that tweet, and it's of our, our choice. Uh, so we should send one to... Who should we send one to, Anne? Uh, I think the the guy that's making the game, because that was very blatant. Exactly. And, and Tony Gallon. Congratulations. <laughs> you win a game of our choice. Uh, we'll send it to you via email. Do we know? Uh, are you picking that game or shall I? Because I, I can give out codes for Chime now. Oh, uh, well, we've got Clandestine to play, haven't we? You two have got codes. I've got yeah. a code. It's a two player game, so maybe we could play it with Tony. So, yes, uh, Clandestine just came out on Steam. Uh, it sounds like a really interesting two player uh, PC game. Uh, we'll do that next week. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We were just talking about physics games and the brilliant Little Master Cricket uh, by Bennett Foddy, uh, who's been on the radio show before. He's probably, uh, what would you say, maybe eighth most famous, (laughs) something like that. Up to seven, now he's got another mention. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's something about those really, really compelling. But but he was seventh before you came on. Oh, okay, Uh, knocks him down, pushed down. those really, really compelling, like, one more go games, which Little Master very much was one of. So simple, but in a way... I, I felt, I mean, you mentioned Brian Lara cricket, which yeah. I, I enjoyed too, but I felt Little Master was kind of more true to cricket in a weird metronomic Yeah, um, well, sense. I was definitely much worse at Little Master, which right. is true to my cricket, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, so uh, this is One Life Left still on Resonance 104.4 FM. Do we have any other business? Things that we need Christmas to cover? Christmas party's been announced. Christmas isn't it? party has, has been announced, yes. Yes, it has. Pay attention. Uh, 18th of December. After my all-day company Christmas party, drinks, yep, so I'm going to rock up to Stratford. (laughs) What could go wrong? And then we're going to do some Mariochi. Yep. We can announce officially that we will have the return of a special celebrity uh, guest, Santa Claus, and that special celebrity guest will be... Santa? It'll be actual Santa. It'll be Keith Stewart from The Guardian. Excellent. Uh, So if you've ever wanted to sit on Keith Stewart's knee... (laughs) Now is your chance. Come along. No word yet on whether the New Yorker Simon Parkin will be his elf again <laughs> this year. Although, if if Simon Parkin does arrive, I was thinking we get we get Christmas cocktails made for right. uh, the One Life Left party every year. And last year we had the ill-advised cranberry and meat cocktail. <laughs> Delicious. Really, really worked. But this year I thought maybe, in tribute to Simon Not Parkin, be. we should get a drink served out of a Yorkshire yes. pudding. Yes. Uh, which is something Simon did a couple of weeks ago. Should we do reviews? Get on with it. Get on with it. Right okay, give me a second. Give me, give me a moment. Give me some. Here we go. Here we go. When you say it was um, 
something that he did. Do you mean it was something he was bullied into doing, essentially? <laughs> yeah, but if he was a stronger character, he well, wouldn't have been. That's true. We were just this is on him. on him. Uh, I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront. Um, so we talked about... Uh, you weren't here, and uh, neither were you, Ian. Uh, last um, week, we talked about why it was rated a 16, um, which was surprising, given that the uh, the original trilogy is uh, rated a U, and the, um, the darker... Uh, first three films numerically although I've never seen the two and three uh, are rated uh, slightly higher because they're darker and I decided to test this theory by playing a 16 rated game with my seven year old son (laughs) whilst I had him (laughs) the weekends I have access to him (laughs) from his mother did you put him in one of those sort of clockwork orange things with his eyes held open yeah I I mean I you know I I did realise that in the name of the show I was risking access to my I mean is it illegal what I've just done he's not allowed to buy it. I know right, that. We just said it. He's too busy buying cigarettes and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so he loves Star Wars. He's very excited about the new films, and um, he was really excited about playing Battlefront. As I was driving over, I told him that we had it. He said um, that Kieran, his friend in his class, um, his dad had played it, and he, <laughs> his dad wondered why it was rated to sixteen, but Kieran was allowed to play it as well the oh, weekend. If I'm going down, Kieran <laughs> and his dad are going down as well. Um, it's got so when you load it up, it, you you play as Darth Vader. And actually, what it's doing is it's installing the game. It's but you don't know that at the time. It's teaching you the controls third per, third person Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah, I love it. Um, Dexter, all Dexter. What? So we played um, some games of survival, which is co-op split screen. We played Hero Battle, where some of you play. So we play on the good side. You play. You can play Han, Luke, or Leia. The bad side is Darth Vader, uh, the Emperor, or Boba Fett. Um, and that's in third person as well. And uh, he just wanted to be... He said, can I be the bad guys? I'm like, yeah, cool. So he starts with being Darth Vader. There is nothing more terrifying than seeing a seven-year-old controlling Darth Vader, just walking up to you, going... Yeah. <laughs> and then trying to death... Uh, like, to trying to yeah. choke you. Um, whilst, uh, repeating some lines he's heard in game, and sometimes... Uh, I don't know where he got this line from. He said to me, does your mother have a vagina? <laughs> where does that come from? That's the second of the new films I think exactly. it might be the that's what he said to me while he was trying to <laughs> hacking me to, hacking to death <laughs> hacking to death me um, he, 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 he got annoyed when I was playing uh, he, he's like can I be Luke because Luke's got a super powerful jump and I was Boba Fett and he says Boba Fett got a jetpack I said yeah and he said oh so we had to restart so he could be him uh, then we played uh, so we, did, we did that and we, that was fine uh, with the survival he took down an ATST on his own so it's quite bad that's my boy that's my boy (laughs) and then um, obviously being a young boy I was wary about letting him go online but he has this sort of fascinating can we play online can we play online like to such an extent that he'll lie about it afterwards he'll say I was playing Mario Kart online (laughs) like you weren't you weren't like for him um, it's this sort of sense of wonder so I I checked it out and I was pleased to see there was no voice chat and uh, yes he then went online and he flew around in um, X-Wings and uh, what have you it's uh, yeah it's it's apparently got limited content Uh, we've not um, we've not exhausted all of it yet and sure front of the game it says buy your season pass for for $39.99 which is a lot of money but if the first map in the season pass is going to be the Death Star attack then that's (laughs) I mean that's all we've that's all I've ever wanted (laughs) and it looks incredible it's Star Wars. I mean, sure, it's it's pretty limited, but um, yeah, there's a choice of first and third persons, and uh, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's magnificent. I'll see you online. So, how much is it going to cost you in total? As much as as much as they want. Yeah, but what is that? Uh, Eighty quid. Eighty quid. total. Yeah. yeah, it's expensive. Seven out of ten. Cool. Uh, Anne, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, a game called Wonderland. Uh, It's an iOS game. Um, It's an audio puzzle adventure. And when I say it's an audio puzzle adventure, it means there's some audio and then there's a bit of a puzzle. Then there's some more audio and there's a bit of a puzzle. Uh, So you basically get... You um, are encouraged to listen on headphones and also be playing it whilst you're on a walk. Um... So it plays you the first chapter of this narrative, uh, tells you that bit of story, then it comes up with a puzzle at the end and you have to uh, write the game in, uh, write the the word in uh, for the clue that you've got from that first chapter. But if you don't know the word, it says, go for a walk. After you've walked a certain amount, it'll unlock one of the letters. Keep walking and it'll unlock the rest of them. Uh, and I didn't get the first word, so I was like, oh, I have to go for a walk, aren't I? So I did that, um, went for a little walk, 
uh, found out what the word was. And then, so yeah, you just keep doing that. So I was walking while I was doing it. Got the rest of the words without needing to walk, without any clues. It's fine, I'm not an idiot. Um, but it was, yeah, it was really, really lovely. Um, it was like super weird like way of giving you help in the game but the guy is walking around quite a lot in it as well so I guess it sort of makes sense it gets you into the narrative of the game it's definitely felt like um, sort of an interactive audiobook uh, story was quite good not not exceptional it sort of stops at a point where you're like oh oh okay Great. Well, great. I guess that's that solved then. You like games where you go around. Yeah. And, and this, this was making you literally, literally go, go around. around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I walked past London Zoo really? uh, in part of it. Nothing to do with the game. It's just okay. where I was. <laughs> did, um, um, did London stop just after that? Yeah, it stopped just before my house. <laughs> did actually. it? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm waiting for the Second World War flashback <laughs> uh, 25 hours later. Um, but yeah, it is quite, it's a good game. I really enjoyed it. I would recommend doing it. It's only an hour long. Um, and it's, yeah, it's fun. If you're out for a walk one day and you've got nothing else to do, maybe just play this game. 7 out of 10. Excellent. Ian. I guess the game I've been playing most recently was uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. I'm sure you've Ooh. talked about that. We've reviewed it twice. Yeah, yeah. okay, well, third can, time's the yeah. charm, as they say in America. Uh, yeah, and basically it was just quite, I mean, I'm sure I'm not sure what else to say about it, apart from the fact that if you're playing it in America as I was, as a sort of exile, not exile, expat, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't Hang that on. bad. Why don't, did you have to leave? I have to, don't tell the police on here the um yeah it was kind of i found it really i got weirdly homesick and the music made me really sad and i was like i'm gonna probably have to go back to england quite so i pretty much booked a flight back here almost as soon as i was i was completely that game so i was like i'm gonna have to go back to england because it's making me really 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 homesick to sort of suburbia i grew up in and my friend who recommended it to me i said he's english as well he lives in los angeles and i said um it made me really sad and the, and the music made me really sad and just homesick and I've never been homesick and he went yeah I know I was like, alright, thanks. That was why, he, and he's like, yeah, I just thought, just want to see what you think of it as well. I was like, oh, well, well done, congratulations, we both were made homesick by a video game. Five out of ten? Did you read the instructions, Ian? What? No. <laughs> What's happened? What have I done? Embarrassing them. I did say, I sent them through to him, Steve. What have I done? I sent them. There's obviously some something's gone wrong. I have to look into the, the chain of command. I have to put it. At the, I'd have to put it at the Send top. Send it to HR. I did read it, but only once. I mean, um, and what did you give your game? Oh, seven out of ten. Ah, oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to reconsider? Seven out of ten. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting. Same, same as what we gave yeah. it actually on our previous Consensus. reviews. Right. Thanks Great. for that. It's good. I mean, I mean, my point. I guess why. I didn't give it five, but if I was going to give it five, which I didn't, mm. was because I thought it was great, but it made me sad. So I was trying mm. to go for something that was yeah. equidistant between the two. Right. It wasn't about the quality yeah. of the game, yeah. so the quality of my experience. But I think probably on, re- on reflection, seven is the right number. Thank you. Great is a, great as a nine, and sad as a five. Yeah, right. So seven. midway between. You between? Yeah. Seven. You're seven. Yeah. Enough. That's good. Yeah. I have been playing lots of games because I got an iPad uh, for the second time after leaving my last one on a plane. So I have been. That's just what you do, isn't it? Run out battery. It's quite good. Whatever. They specifically remind you as well these days on planes to say, just check your pocket. Have you left an iPad there? I was really sleepy and they were speaking Finnish. Pay attention. Uh, So I played uh, You Must Build a Boat, which everyone. Uh, and played that. And, and played. I reviewed this. I thought it was. I thought it was all right. It wasn't as good as I'd expected. Completed it. It was addictive, but I, I felt kind of cheap by being addicted to it. I give it a seven out of ten. Uh, I played Hubricks, which is a brilliant, brilliant puzzle game that came out three years ago. Um, totally recommend it for anyone who loves uh, Sudoku or Slytherlink. I almost thought about emailing John Walker about it because he was obsessed with Slytherlink right, back was, in the day. Yeah. I didn't do that, but I might do still. Who knows? Hubrick, 7 out of 10. Uh, the game I want to talk about, though, is... Oh, the music stopped. Hold on. Um, nope, that one. Uh, the game I want to talk about is SPLT. Um, oh, that's what I was playing. Have you reviewed it? Yeah. Oh, you did because we talked about how it was going to, uh, how it might change, yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it's a big download what for what it to is. You? Okay, so SPLT is, as Anne mentioned on the show a few weeks ago, before everything changed and she went to Japan and we forgot everything. It's a uh, puzzle game by the brilliant Samogo, and in SPLT you have to split the screen. Every time you split the screen, the angle with it, she split it changes from horizontal to vertical, and you have to create uh, blocks of four segments in the screen the same size. They score you points. 
I don't understand it. However, I enjoy trying to work out the logic of the game, and I've really, really enjoyed trying to solve it. And the other day, I got a score of 5,000, and I was like, I've broken the back of this. This is pretty good. I think it's think it's quite high. And I thought, I know. That was after like three or four hours of puzzling through this. And then I thought, I- I'll just try something for an experiment. And I drummed my fingers randomly on the screen for ages and scored 7,000. <laughs> so clearly I'm not as good at it as I think it is. There's definitely a logic to it. I just don't get it. I do think it is beautiful and brilliant and smarter than I am. It was £2.29 and I've had way more uh, fun out of it, even though it made me feel stupid. Uh, 7 out of 10. Great. A couple of things. Uh, did you do anything with the show that's on next? Yes. Okay, well, I'm just checking. Did that. Good right. Good admin. <laughs> right, but that was in hands. Because last, last week we forgot the news. We did. Uh, this week we didn't forget the show, that exactly. the, the life continues after, <laughs> yeah. after our show. Ian, thank you so much for coming oh, in. Uh, we pleasure. should mention there's a new box set of the In Between Us Out with a new slipcase. Yes. It? It's got a new slipcase. It's got a new case <laughs> and none of the material is different inside. Right, so. okay. So if, you've, if you're fed up of looking at your individual yeah. collections of the In Between Us or I, the going to find it hard to recommend people buy that, okay. to be honest, but uh, I would like them to. I mean, listen, if you want to buy it, that's great for me, but I would maybe, recommend not doing it. Maybe just for people who've been pirating it this whole time. Maybe this is their... <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yes, definitely. They should buy it. Yeah. Yeah. you got pirates in. Please. Also, if there's only one minor difference between this and the last version, there's every chance that this might not sell as many ca- copies, and therefore this will be, end up being the rarer yeah, version. Yes. For collectors, yeah. this is the one you want. Yeah. It does have on it a special thing that actually they only did on the Asda DVDs so they're doing that DVDs as well so only Asda DVDs if you want DVD Asda for the film first film I think you've got something rather but basically it's all out there I wouldn't I mean please buy it sorry I mean <laughs> channel 4 listening please buy it great uh, so where can we follow you on Twitter uh, uh, I-A-I-N-K-E-V-A-N-M-O-R-R-I-S that's it excellent thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, that's been. Br- uh, that's it. That's it. it no, I, I thought. Brilliant. I thought. I thought we had to hurry up. No, we're basically in about three seconds. We've got to go. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 bye.